Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah, Daf Yom Yishior. Today's Yishior is Daf Tzadi, Daf 90 in Perekaisha and Psachim. We will begin on Petet Amubet at the words Tanur Rabbanan. It is two lines into the wide lines on the bottom of Petet Amubet. Says the Gemara as follows, quoting a Brita. Tanur Rabbanan. A guy who counts other people with him on his korban pesach or on his hagiga. Okay, so this is a hidush over here. We're telling you that let's say a guy has his own korban pesach, right? The assumption is that you sanctified a regular animal, you holified it, and you made it holy for a common Pesach and then someone comes to you and he says uh, I'd like to buy into your carbon so he gives you money to buy into your carbon let's say your animal was uh, $200 right and someone comes with $5 and says I'd like to buy your $10 I want to buy a piece of your carbon to be part of your registered in your in your group just before Shechita obviously before Shechita him, the money, the ten dollars that was given to you, is chulin. It's not holified, and you could use it for anything you want. A guy who sells a korban ola, or a korban shlamim. A korban ola is completely on the mizbeach. A shlamim is a regular korban that the owners can eat part of. If you sell an animal like that to other people, like let's say you made a carbon ola, okay? And then let's say Binyamin makes a carbon ola, and Harry comes and listen, I really want to do a carbon ola. Well, I have my own carbon ola, Binyamin says. Harry says, okay, I'll give you $200 to buy it off you. Uh, you didn't do anything, you didn't accomplish anything by doing that sale. Right, and the money, no matter what it is, will now be used to buy a new carbon. The money that you gave Binyamin to buy the sacrifice, the Ola or Shlamim from Binyamin, that money will be put into a uh, fund which will be used to buy voluntary korbanot. And will not be not neither yours nor Binyamin's. Okay? Mm-hmm. So there's two cases. Case one is a Pesach, where Binyamin's selling a piece of the Pesach, and uh, the money that he gets is usable for anything else. He could go use it seemingly to buy himself a brand new sweater. And uh, then there's the the second case where Binyamin's selling an Ola or a Shlamim to you. And you've accomplished zero, and all the money given becomes confiscated, as it were, and goes to an edeva. Okay, and we said ma'ot kol shehin. We don't just say the money. The money, every 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 bit of the money. Okay, the more is going to analyze this brayta for about an amud. Says the Gemara, ma'ot amai if you didn't accomplish anything 
talking about the second case over here. Okay, in the Ola case where Binyamin sold Ola to Harry, why do we? Why should the money become in the Dava? If you didn't accomplish anything, if the Mishnah Brayta says that nothing was accomplished by this handing over of the item, so then why does the money given become a nedava? We should say that the Binyamin should return the money, the $200, to Harry. Why do we say the $200 or $205, whatever it was, gets nedavaized? Why can't we say that Harry gets his his refund? Amarava, knasa. It's a knas. Really, you accomplished nothing. And the money, the $205 that you gave for the animal did not get knasified. Right? It did not get holified. But we, we, it's, a, it's a fine that the rabbis give you for playing around with these animals that they take it away from you. That's why, it, yes, it really didn't get accomplished. It just got fined. So why do we say kol shehin? Any money, just say money. Not only, the case is that the animal that you bought from Binyamin, the korban Allah that you bought from Binyamin was really worth $175. And you gave $200 bills to Binyamin to buy it. And this should be $25 change. And we're telling you now that not only does the $175 get, get fined, even the $25 change also gets uh, fined to go into the fund of Korbanot and not to be returned. Okay? So that's the end of the right. That was the easy part. Now let's go to the fun part. Says the Gemara, Amar Ula, who it is. Perhaps my uh, friendly fellow Babylonians can help me with the reason of this item. Zeh, the guy with the Binyamin with his Korban Pesach, he set aside a sheep for his Pesach. We're presuming that the day prior to the exchange of money, Binyamin said, this animal is holified to be a Pesach. And we're presuming that Harry took his $10 bill and said, this $10 is holified to buy me a portion in someone's Korban Pesach. Now, if you have two holified items, how can the fact that Harry gave his $10 to Binyamin allow Binyamin to use the $10? Right. How does your holified $10 become unholified by its giving, being given to Binyamin for a holified item? That's the question that's in play. Now, how can holified money become unholified on other holified stuff? Like I just explained. Unholified stuff. Yes, let's read it. Right, okay. Yeah. Diktani. 
Ma'ot Shemidah Chulin, because we said in the Mishnah, the quote, Ma'ot Shemidah, the money that ends up in the hands of Binyamin Chulin, is unholified. Okay. Now, before we go any further, there will be a long digression of a brisa, very long. You will not really follow how it's connecting in the beginning, but you will at the end. Okay. A little introduction. There is a rule. Things that can go on this bear cannot be aib. The Torah says, Lo yavi etnan zona umchir kelev bet adonai elohecha. Lo tabi, sorry. Here it's on the side of the pasuk. Lo tabi etnan zona, do not bring the gift of a zona, something that was given to payment for a lady for an improper relationship. That is called etnan zona. And if an animal was given, it is forbidden to use that animal ever on the Mizbech. Also, Mechir Kelev, if a person sells a dog to someone the, and you get back a animal, cannot go on the Mizbech. And not, not proper. These things are not proper. That's Pasuk. Okay, Pasuk in Devarim, and we're focusing on that. So now, there's a Mishnah, Mishnah that's talking about this. And Mishnah says the following. I'll give you a little uh, we're assuming that there's two ways to understand how Binyamin is allowed to use the $10 Okay, way number one is that when Binyamin holifies his Pesach it's not fully holified it's only holified. It's it's a partial holification, right? And it's different than a regular carbon. Because in a Pesach, even though you holified it, you're allowed, you, you left over in your holification a part of the animal where you could, where you left it chulin, and you could take your money and, 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 and um, switch it on it. So in other words, since you know that you that Binyamin knows he's using it for a carbon pesach, and he knows he's going to take money from people, in, in in to to, to register on it, therefore it, it's left he he as he left over in his holification room in the animal to uh to to mechalel their ten dollars everyone's ten dollars when they chip in okay. okay that's option one why it would be okay. Option B is that really it's a regular carbon. But when a guy separates money, okay, meaning when Harry separates his $10 for the Pesach, he has in mind when you separate the money for the Pesach that this $10 is only holified until it gets to the hands of whoever I give it to. And when Binyamin gets it, it becomes unholified. So therefore, there could be a tenai in the money. So either there's a tenai in the Pesach, or a tenai in the money. Those are the two options. Okay? Amar Abaya. Let's see the Gemara. Abaya says, Ilav de Ukmar of Oshir Lahahi. They're talking about a Mishnah in Tamura. Okay? It's unspoken, the one I'll tell you about. But there's a Mishnah in Tamura. Uh... 
it's going to be brought later on, right? If Rev. Oshia didn't separate and say that the case in Tzmur is talking about in a case where a guy, uh, this Mishnah, which you'll see in a second, we're going to quote it in a second, the Mishnah is referring according to Rev. Oshia, he says it's referring to a case where a guy has a Korban Pesach and he, to pay up a zona, he offered her a portion in his Korban Pesach for free, okay? And that's the Mishnah says, and the Mishnah over there in tomorrow is going to say that the Korban Pesach doesn't become Asur to go on the Mizbech because of that, okay? That is the case. Right now, theoretically, it should become asur to go on the mizbeach now, because it just became payment for a zona, and it should be asur. So Rav Oshia says the Mishnah says that it's not, and and Rav Oshia explains the Mishnah to explain that it's Rebbe, that the author of the Mishnah is Rebbe, because who holds that since the 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 animal got holified completely for a carbon pesach. Therefore, the giving of the zona to it, the fact that zona is a portion, does not cannot cannot ruin it, because it's already completely holy. A person could only ruin a, an animal by giving it to a zona when it's yours, but if it's not yours because it's already holified, okay, you can't. Okay. So now, re, he says it's Rebbe. Okay, how he kochim kalim. I would have. I wouldn't explain the Mishnah if Rebbe hadn't said that the Mishnah is talking about a zona with a Pesach and it's Rebbe. I would have said lahi that it's kochim kalim. It's talking about a regular shlamim. The Amar who says kochim kalim mamon balim he that that kochim kalim is the belongs to the owner. Aval Pesach lo meshay inish. But in the Korban Pesach, nobody leaves over anything, which means that I would have said that when it comes to Korban Pesach, Binyamin doesn't leave anything over. It's Harry who leaves over, okay? Mm-hmm. In the money. But, but, not, but in the Pesach, nothing's left over. Right? Bima'ot, when it comes to the money that, that Harry separated, of course a person realizes that he doesn't want to holify his $10 completely and he wants it to become usable by the guy he gives it to. Because when Harry sets it aside, he of course has that in mind. Right? And this brighter, Rebbe he, is Rebbe. Because of this, the money that he gets his chulin. Skip the parentheses. Okay. Right? Because a person really leaves it. And that Mishnah in Timura, the Kamokila Reb Oshia Karebi, that Reb Oshia says is going like Rebbe. I don't say it like Rebbe. Because when it comes to Korban Pesach, I hold and nobody leaves over room. Mr. Uh, Binyamin is not going to leave over any room in his, in his Pesach. For, and that's why it can't be a zona. It can't become zonafied. Okay. Ha, leke l'ukmik, ribyosi. But you can't learn like a biosi. Da'atani ba, because we learned. Va'amokher olatov v'shlomav lo'asaklum. We learned that a guy who sells 
his Ola or Shlamim. He didn't do anything. Okay, so we're explaining like this. Hold on. Let's, let's see if I can get this uh, as clear as we can so far. Okay, so now there's two two ways to explain. You could explain like of Oshia, or you could explain like Abaya. Of Oshia's understanding that there's two ways. Of Oshia's understanding that when Binyamin set aside his carbon, he left over a piece that could allow the money to work. Abaya is explaining that when you set aside the money, you left over a piece. Okay, okay? now. Abaya says, if Rav Oshia didn't say that the Mishnah is Monezone Apischo and Rebbe, there's a certain Mishnah where it says that the Mishnah says that if a guy gives a piece of an animal As a carbon, it's still his. Okay? A guy has an animal and he gives it to Zona, it's still his. Okay? okay? Now, Oshia says it's referring to a carbon Pesach and it's Rebbe. So that means if Oshia holds that the animal has a piece left over in it, right? And it remains the property of the original owner. Good. Now, let's explain Rebbe. But when it comes to Korban Pesach, person doesn't leave anything over. When it comes to money, person leaves over. In the beginning, when he sets aside the money, he set aside on purpose like that, like we said. Says the Gemara, Rebbe, or aren't we saying it's Rebbe? And that's why the money is chulin. The ma'ot v'adai mishayin inish, because a person always leaves money over. I left over, left out the, the parentheses. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to the Mishnah in Tumura. V'ahi de kamukila Rebbe Oshi kirebi, and the Mishnah which Rebbe said, Oshi said like Rebbe, lo mukmin le'ana kirebi. Abayi says I wouldn't put make it like Rebbe. Because I hold the Pesach inish. When it comes to Pesach, a person doesn't leave anything over. But when a person sets aside the money, he has in mind he set it aside for that. But you can't explain that brighter like Rabbi why? Because the end of the Brayta says that if you sell your Ola and your Shlamim, you didn't do anything. Now, according to Rabbi Yossi, if you sell a Shlamim, it should be, should be good. Because remember, Rabbi Yossi was the one who said that a person always leaves over... We, we said, Rabbi Yossi said that Kochim Kalim... Can be sold, and therefore, uh, a person who sells a shlamim should be able to sell it. So, if obviously it can't be Rabbi Yossi. 
Now the Rav Oshia said that the Mishnah Tmura is talking about you included the Zona with your Korban Pesach. The Rebbe, he, and it's Rebbe, Shema Mineh, we see from here, the Svirale that he holds, that even when it comes to Korban Pesach, a person leaves it as his personal property, and he does not plead to sell it. Okay. says the Gemara, Mayhi, dear Oshia. When did Rav Oshia talk? We, again, we quoted Rav Oshia as if we know who he is. The Gemara will now tell you who Rav Oshi is. It's now we learn to the Mishnah. Here's the Mishnah for the first time. If a guy gave the, the now it doesn't say it's a korban pesach. This is the Mishnah. This is the the Mishnah. If a guy gave a zona, something holy as her payment, it's still mutar. If he gave her birds that are not holified. Then they become asu because you gave it to go on the mezbeach because you gave it to a, a girl as a payment. Okay? Now, Shaya Bedin, it would be logical to say, Why would you think not like that? Right? Why, why would you think that maybe the birds could be mutar? You might have thought, logically, If holified stuff, that having a blemish on an animal makes it pasul. So if we have an animal that has a blemish, would be pasul. But giving it to a zona does not make a pasul. Ofot, when you have birds, that the a blemish does not make a pasul. Isn't it a kalvachomer that giving it to a, to a zona should not make it asur? So why does it? Tamud Omar, pasuk says, the chol neder, for any korban, the rabot do ofot. Which tells you that you can't use when it says don't bring a zona the chol neder. Chol neder tells you even even for ofot. What is the how does the kavachom go? Ma ofot hamum posel If you have birds that don't get pasul. When there is a mum on them, it's not mechir chalem, and it's not mechir chalem. Yet, yet it still becomes a problem if you give it to a zona or you sell it for a dog, right? Muktashim, if you have holy sacrifices, shemum poselim, which does make you pasul, and odinshet not mechir chalem. Surely, if you give it to zona, it should be a problem. It says lechol neder, which means excluding anything that's already, already belonging to the Beit Hamikdash. Okay, so it says neder. The reason why it works, Torah says neder. Halav hachi, but Torah would not have said the word kol neder. I would have thought that even holy animals could could get the isur of it how could it work? How could we say that you might have thought that a carbon can become asur by giving to zona? A person can't make asur something that's not his. And once you holify something, it doesn't become yours. Ravoshi explains the Mishnah that it's talking about talking about when you include a zona on your korban pesach. And therefore, if Oshi is saying that a korban pesach is different than a regular carbon, you're right, a regular carbon, you don't leave any part over. Since you don't leave any part over, giving it to zona will not ruin anything. But here we're talking about a korban pesach, and like we explained 
uh, Binyamin always leaves portions of the Kormezich unholified. So just the same way that you could unholify them in order to sell them to Harry for $10, they're also unholified that if someone would give them to give a zona a portion for a payment, she could ruin the she could have ruined the carbon had it not been for the pasuk. Okay, good. Says my Rebbe, that's Rav Oshia. Who's Rebbe? When we said there's Rebbe and everything, who's Rebbe? The Tanya we learned. If the, we said about the Korban Pesach, that if the house has too few people to be included in a lamb, right? And we said, what did we learn about? Which means that you're allowed let it live from the seh. Which means, Rebbe holds that normally when you sanctify, when you holify your carbon. When you holify your carbon, Rebbe really holds that it's completely holified and you cannot sell it to anybody else. It's asur to sell it to anybody else. Okay? Rebbe holds that you're allowed, Binyamin's allowed to sell a portion of his animal in order to buy, not for anything. He can't, the machloket is when Binyamin's selling his portion to you, is he allowed to sell his portion to you to do anything with the money? Take the money and buy a shirt with it? Or maybe he's only that you sell it to use the money to help with the Korban Pesach. That's the question. So let's see. He says, Hechayu Mise, which means let the Say work from the say. Mikdeachila, only for things for eating. Vlo mekach, and not to buy other things. That's according to Tanakamah. So Tanakamah says you could only buy things for the for the say and not other stuff. Like for example, if you want to buy firewood to burn it, that's okay. So it could take the ten dollars from Harry and use it to buy a, a, a load of firewood. But he can't use it to buy other stuff. Okay? Rebbe Omer, he could also use it for other stuff. Because if a guy doesn't have enough money for his own personal things, that's when a person is allowed to take the $10 and buy his own personal stuff, his shirts, or whatever he needs. <coughs> and the money that he has in his hand becomes chulin. Because According to Rebbe, a person separates his korban when when uh, Binyamin separated his korban as a Pesach. He didn't fully Pesachize it. He left over room for people to buy in so he could still buy shirts with the money. Now, we're now going to explain the Machloket Rabbah and Rebzeira about what the Machloket between Tanakama and Rebbe is, which we just learned. Rabbah and Rebzeira. When it comes to buying wood with the money to roast the carbon Pesach, everyone agreed that you're allowed to buy it. Because it's, you're fixing the Pesach. Keep pligi. What's the machlok between Rabbanan and Rebbe? Be matzah maror. Machlok is whether you could buy matzah and maror with the money that was bought. Okay? Rabbanan Savri Ha'achila They hold, it's another type of eating. And therefore, since you're not eating 
when you're buying wood, so you, you're doing it for the Pesach. When you're buying matzah, you're eating another thing, and therefore you're not allowed to buy that with the money. Rabbi Sabat, Pesachu, since it's eaten with the Pesach, because you're not allowed to eat the Korban Pesach without Matzah Maron, Pesach says, Al Matzot Umrorim Yocheluhu, Korban Pesach has to be eaten with Matzah Maron, therefore, since it allows the Korban Pesach to be eaten, therefore, Rabbi says, Kigufu de Pesach Dami. It's like Pesach and you're allowed to eat. So, so according to Rab, the first opinion, either we don't know who it is, Rabba or Abzera, let's, we'll call it Rabba for now, I don't know who it is exactly, this opinion holds, that there's only, the Rebbe and Rabbanan are only arguing about Matzah Maror to buy with the $10. But to buy wood, everyone agrees is good. Fine. That's option A. Here's option B. Vichadamar, the other rabbi says, no. Matzah Maror Nami, Kulam Even Matzah Maror, everyone agrees that you're allowed to buy with the $10 that you got, Binyamin got for the money. Why? Because it says, like we said, it's part of the mitzvah. You have to eat it with Matzah Maror. Since these help Korban Pesach, what's the machloket? To buy a shirt or to buy a talit. You have to use it for a seh. It has to be to help the, the lamb, but it can't be to help Benjamin to buy a shirt. You let to support yourself from the seh, and therefore it's okay. Okay? So that's the machlok between Rebbe and Ravoshia. Now, Ula Abaya, now according to Abaya, now if we said before that Abaya is the one who says that the Pesach is 100% holy and it's, binya, and it's Harry who leaves over in his $10, Kiddushah. Ula Abaya, the Amar, Ilav if if Oshia didn't say that that Mishnah was talking about a guy who has Zone Al Peschol, Rabbi, I would have said it's talking about a regular regular Korban, the Amar. And according to Oshia, who says, that Koshim Kalim belonged to the owner, but according to him, a Korban Pesach, a person does not leave over any any Kiddushah. Ask the Gemara, Haktani Behedya. Didn't Rebbe say it straight out? How could he say, how could Abaya claim that Rebbe held that you uh, on a Korban Pesach, you don't leave over any Kiddusha available? Didn't he say straight out? Ema, change it. What Rebbe said is like this. Rebbe, according to the way Abaya wanted to learn, he wanted to learn that Aminat Ken Hikdish Yiselet Maot. When Harry set aside his ten dollars, he had in mind that he's not he's not fully sanctifying it. He wants to let it become unholified when he gives it to Binyamin for the money. Okay, so therefore that's the machloket between Abaya and Reb Oshia about the Mishnah. A little complicated, but I think we got to it okay. Says the Mishnah. Zav iot. Okay, let's let's before we start, let's refer to a Zav and a Zava. Uh, a man who has a certain type of um, emission come out of him from his Brit Milah becomes Asur as a Zav. Now, uh, a guy who gets two 
Ziva discharges in two days or on one day, has has to count seven days, and then he goes in the mikveh. And when he goes to the mikveh on day seven, he's not fully tahor until erev shemesh till the evening. Okay. Until then, he's a full yom. If you get three, then you also have to bring a korban. Okay. Then you have seven days. You go to the mikveh, you go after night, and then on the eighth day, you bring a korban. Two birds. Okay, until they bring the two birds, he's called mechusad kipurim. Okay? Now, there's three levels of, of people. There's a guy who's fully tamer. There's a guy who's tevul yom. He didn't, he didn't go to the mikveh at all. There's a guy who went to the mikveh and he's waiting for the night time to come. That's called the tevul yom. Okay? The whole masechet. In Shas, about people who are waiting for the night to come to become purified, and then there's mechusar kapurim. They're fully done, but they still didn't bring the, they still didn't bring their korban. Okay. Now, there's also a zaba. A zaba is a lady who has blood come out of her, right? Now, our women have blood come out of her all the time. That makes them nida. Nida is only seven days. Uh, a zaba has to wait seven clean days, and then she becomes mutar. Okay. So not just seven days, seven clean days. Okay? Now, uh, I don't know, I think I mentioned it wrong last time. The amount of days that a woman becomes nida is seven. So seven days of nida are followed by 11 days of zavah days, where she's, she gets tamer for seven days. A woman sees her first blood. Regular period, let's say. Okay? She, a normal woman will get a period for five days. This, she, if she's tamer for five days, Seven days, she's automatically tameh. To, according to Torah law, she goes to the mikveh on day seven. Okay? And then she's mutar on day eight. We don't do that nowadays because we assume you're a zava. But that's the Torah law. Now, during the next 11 days, she's a zava. Okay? And she, no, she's not a zava. She's possible to become a zava. Those 11 days are zava possibility days. How does it work? So she... Uh, will if she doesn't bleed any days, so she doesn't become zava. She bleeds one day, she's zavaktana. Two days zavaktana. Three days in a row, she becomes zavakdola, and then she needs seven clean days. You got it. So how could be with her, uh, go to the meet with your husband? Nowadays? No, according to the Torah, she's zava. She needs so seven, seven clean days. Seven and then after the eleven days, she's zava. You say. I'm sorry. So what? After seven days, she would go to the no. Mikvah according to the Torah. But she's not a Zavah, because she didn't see any blood during the seventh day. We're assuming, let's say a woman had what five days, a, 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 a standard woman has five days of bleeding, let's say. Okay? During those five days of bleeding, she's an Ida. Right. Okay? Good. Now, after most of the time, or according to most Rishonim, let's assume, I'm picking one Rishon, there's, there's a Machlok about this. Okay? According to most Rishonim, they'll say, during the five, not the Rambam, during the first five days, she is a Nida. Two more days, she's not bleeding, but she's nida too, because seven days of nida. After the seventh day, mikvah. Clean, go home. Now, if during the next 11 days, which most women don't see nowadays, they usually wait till day 30 to see. But let's say during 11 days she sees again. Three days in a row, she has to wait seven clean days. Not just seven bleeding, seven clean days in order to become mutar. Okay? Whereas the first seven days didn't have to be clean. She was allowed to bleed during five of them and it was fine. Okay? Good. Now, a zava, okay, let's, let's see the Mishnah. Zav is a man. Okay, Zav shira'a shteri yot. A Zav who sees 
two sings. We said if she sees two sings, he has to go to the mikveh on the seventh day. Shochtin ala b'shvi'i. Here we are. Shochtin ala b'shvi'i. We could shecht a carbon pesach for him on day seven. Okay? Why? Because day seven, he already went to the mikveh. We're assuming he probably already went to the mikveh. And that night, he could go to the mikveh and be whole, and, and be fine. And since that night, he can eat the Korban Pesach. So we can make a Korban Pesach for him on day seven. Meaning, if his day seven comes out on the end of Pesach, we'll include him, we can include him in the thing. We had this before. Okay? Ra'ash if he sees three in a row, and now he has to bring a Korban on day eight, then Shokhtin Allah B'Shmini And on day eight, if day eight comes out on the end of Pesach, we can include him into our things. Now, Zava, when it comes to a Zava, right? Different. Shomeret yom, keneged yom, if she sees one or two zava days, where she only has to, to watch one day for the other day that she had blood, we could shecht, if, if the 14th of Pesach comes out on her second day, then we could shecht her because she's going to be, she's going to become okay at night. If she saw two days in a row, then on the third day we could do it because she'll be okay at night. Vazava, if she's a full zava, she saw three days in a row, and she has to have seven clean days. Then shochtim l'abishmini. Again, on the eighth day, she has to bring a carbon, and we'll let her bring in the carbon. Nowadays, we don't have a carbon on the eighth day, but in the old days they had to have a carbon on the eighth day, and therefore also only on the eighth day we're going to allow her. If if the eighth day comes on erev Pesach, then we'll include her in. But if the sixth or seventh day, we will not allow her in because she will not be allowed, of course, to eat it. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Yehuda Amar Rav says, Shochtim v'zorkin al tvul yom mechusar kipurim. You're allowed to shecht and sprinkle the blood on someone who's tvul yom. Tvul yom means he's waiting for the night to come. Umechusar kipurim, or if he didn't bring a carbon. Okay, that's this rule from. Ve'en shochtim zorkin al tamesheretz, but you can't sprinkle for a guy who's tamesheretz, guy who got tame by touching a sheretz. You cannot include him in your carbon pesach according to him. Ula Amar, Shoktin Vizorkin Al Tameshirat. Ula says also on Shamashirat. Now, understand that Ula and Rav are Amoraim, and of course are unlicensed to argue with our Mishnah. So let's see how they're going to jive with our Mishnah. Because we just spoke about, we didn't talk about Shirats, but we spoke about Zav and Zava and other things. Says the Gemara. Li Rav, according to Rav, who said you don't do it on Tameshirat, Maishnat Vulyom. What's the difference between a Tvul Yom, a guy who went to the mikveh already waiting for the night time, and we said that he, we can include him. Why is he good? Because he'll be good tonight, right? Right? So, Tameshirat's also is available and like, doesn't have to wait seven clean days. So, why wouldn't we include the Tameshirat's also, according to Rav? And it's no. Mechusad Tevilah. The guy, a Tameh Sheretz, still needs to go to the Mikveh. Since he didn't go to the Mikveh yet, therefore, he's a problem. Okay? Says the Gemara, Tvul Yom Nami, Mechusar Harav Shemesh. A Tvul Yom also needs to wait for the night to come. Right? right? So, 
Everyone's missing something. The Matulyom needs the night to come. The Tamashet needs a mikvah to come. When you're missing something, why can't we include him? If it's available, the guy's going to be good that night. Why don't we include him? Why do you pick one, not the other? Says the Gemara. The sun sets without his help. And therefore, when a guy's just waiting for the sun to go down, we could check on him. Because the sun's going to go down automatically, whether he likes it or not. But dipping in mikvah needs work. And therefore, we don't do it when somebody needs dipping in a mikvah. That's Rav. Okay? But you let a mechusar kipurim, you let a guy who didn't bring his carbon yet. That guy also needs an action. He needs to bring his carbon. Why'd you let him? <coughs> you with me? Yeah. Says the Gemara. We're talking about a case where the guy already has a, a pair of birds in his hands for the carbon. So therefore, since he has the birds already, it's easy to do, and that's why we let him have the carbon pesach. What's the, also, this, oh, you're saying, we let the guy who has his birds in his hands, the tamashirat has a mikvah in front of him. Dilma right. Pasha. Maybe he won't be, he'll be negligent, he won't, he won't go to the mikvah. Yeah. When it comes to the birds also, maybe he'll be negligent, and he won't offer the birds. Right. Mar says, no. We're talking about a case where the guy already gave the birds to the betin to offer it for him. Okay? Okay. Now let's explain what there's a rule of Shama. Now this guy has birds, he gave it to the Bedin. Right. There's an, there's another rule that some people don't want to bring the actual birds themselves, they just bring the money. Okay? And they leave the money in a special box in the Beit HaMikdash, and the Kwanim use the money, buy birds, and offer it for whoever, whoever, they, whoever needs They don't have to know who it is. Whoever this bird is for, done, 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 done. Okay? Now, if a guy puts the money in the box, can he presume that the Kohen did it? Mm-hmm. Or he has to wait around to see that it got done? He could presume, right? So the Gemara says, that Rav holds he could presume he did it, because the Kwanim are Zirizin, Kwanim are people who are on top of things, and they don't leave for the day until they finish all the money. So just like that's true, it's, if you gave the birds to them also, we can assume that they're going to take care of it too. And therefore, since they're going to take care of it, we assume it's done, and that's better than the mikvah where the guy has to actually go with the owner of Kwanim, can't go to the mikvah for you. But Kwanim can't do your birds for you, and that's why it's different. Okay? Says the Gemara Ulu Rav, and according to Rav, Midoraita, that was all in Rav. Ul Rav, Midoraita, Mechsechaza, Rivran Hudegazra, Alama Rav Metamima, Mechad Mehem, Besheretz. According to what we said now, that a guy who got Tameh with the Sheretz is only Tameh de Rabbanan, because we're afraid you won't go to the mikvah. That's not a Tameh de Oraita. So how come in the original case, you remember a while ago, we said that if half the people are half half, we take a guy and we Sheretzize him. Uh Right? Remember that case? We Sheretzize the guy. If it's really being Tameh with the Sheretz, only Tameh de Rabbanan, how does Sheretzizing help you? After all, it's only Tameh de Rabbanan, because we're afraid you won't go to the mikvah. Uh Must be according to Rav, you really not fit Midoraita. 
a person who tamir from a nefesh. We're talking about a guy whose seventh day came on Erev Pesach. Too much shirts, which is too much shirts. And the Torah says, push it off. So it must be. We want to say that the, the, the seventh day of a guy who's Tamei Met is the same as a, as a Tamei Shiretz. And the Torah says that just like uh, Tamei Met has to be pushed off even though it's the seventh day, so too this guy also. And therefore, since he's Tamei, even though he can, go, he can go to the mikveh, it's still not enough. Who told you it's like this? Maybe it's only talking about Tuma of a Met. He holds like a Bitzak. The Amar who holds Tamei Met Mitzvah Hayu. We're talking about people who are, who are Tamei from a Met Mitzvah. Shechal Shvilahem Liopet of Shabbat. Met Mitzvah means they touch a, a dead body, okay? And the seventh day comes down in Erev Shabbat, Erev Pesach. Shneimar V'Lo Yichlu La'Asot Pesach BeYomahu. Because the Basuk, which is talking about Pesach Shani, says that the guys who came to Moshe and asked to do Pesach Shani were not able to do the Korban Pesach BeYomahu on that day. Right? It sounds like the next day they would be allowed. Right. So it must be it was the seventh day. Right? But the next day they were able to do it. And the Torah says, push them off. So you see that even Midoraita, anyone who's Tum'ah, even if you're about to get to in the night, it's good. And that's the source for Tamashir, it's not working. So Rav holds Midoraita, Tamashir, it is out. Now, that's Rav. Again, Rav is the one who says, remember, there's Machuk at the top of the page, Rav. And Ula, right? And Rav says, Tamei Sheret is out. Okay. Tanan, but we learned in the Mishnah, our Mishnah is called Zav Shelashteriyot. If you have a Zav who saw two Riyot, Shokhtin Al Bashvi, we can shecht on him on the seventh day. My love, the Lot probably it's talking about a case where the guy didn't go to the mikvah. When we spoke about a Zav in our Mishnah, we said, once you're on the seventh day, you're good, right? We assume the guy didn't go to the mikveh yet. Right. So if we could do that for a zav who didn't go to the mikveh, you should also be able to do it for tamei sheretz. Why not? Question on Rav. Mm-hmm. Rav will answer. Lo the tavil. Rav, no, the Mishnah when, when it says that you could do it for a zav on the seventh day, talking about the case where the zav already went to the mikveh, and therefore there's nothing waiting in front of him. But if he went to the mikveh, my kamash, what's the chidush? Of course he went. Of course he could do it, right? Hakamashman, even though he's missing, waiting till the night time, still shimshim mele arva. Since the sun comes automatically, it's okay. Good. So we're explaining that the mission is talking about a case where the guy went to the mikveh. Now the gemara wants to claim hachenami mistavra. Not only is it plausible that the Mishnah could be talking about that case. It's actually logical the Mishnah is talking about that case. Why? Mediktani Sefer. Because the Sefer says, shalosh If a guy saw three ziva, right? The Sefer, the Mishnah says, if a guy sees three zivas in a row, shokhtin al you could count them on the eighth day. Okay? Now, if we say that the seventh day meant that the guy went to the mikveh, so we had two cases. You had the seventh day and you have the eighth day. Seventh day, we weren't sure if the guy dipped in the mikveh or not. Eighth day, 
right? We're talking about the we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the carbon part of it. Okay, so if we say that the case of the seventh day was talking about the guy went to the mikveh, it's tzrich. So now I know why I need the case of eighth day. Because I would have thunk. When you see two seeings on the seventh day, that's the case where you have to bring the korban Pesach. Because you don't need to do any action. But a guy who saw three on the eighth day, who needs to do an actual action, why does he have to do an action? Because he has to bring a korban. Right? I would think... Mechusar kapara, he needs a comparison. Lo, you think no. Kamashman comes to teach you. Even though the eighth day guy needs a carbon, you could still sprinkle for him. Right? And you could you could cut you could uh shecht and sprinkle a pesach for a guy who needs an action. So again, if the case seven is talking about a case where he did go to the mikvah, then we understand why we have why the next case where the eighth day is needed because one case is missing in action. The seventh day we only told you that if the guy's missing in action, missing a dipping, and the eighth day we're talking about a case who's not who 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 is missing a carbon. Okay, but if you say that the case of the guy who saw two riyot on the seventh day, the Lord, he didn't go to the mikveh yet. I don't need you to tell me the third day because if, the, if case two was missing going to the mikveh, it's equivalent to case day three when a guy didn't bring a carbon. Both of them need actions, and therefore, why would I need both of them? Must be talking about that he didn't go to the mikveh in seven. Okay, let's see. If you saw two riyot on the seventh where you didn't go to the mikveh. Who's fully tameh? We can make a, a we can check the carbon for him. If you see three on the eighth day, a guy who saw three riyot on on the eighth day, who already dipped on the seventh day, and he weakened his tumah already. Of course, we should do a carbon pesach for a guy like him, and there would be no chidush if we learned like that. There's no, no chidush of case number eighth day if we learn like that. El alav, shmami, now we see from here, it must be it's talking about a case where the guy went to the mikvah. Okay? Mara says, no, not necessarily. Really, I could tell you that not necessarily. The Mishnah could be talking about a case that the seventh day the guy did not go to the mikvah. And we need it. I would have thunk. When it's the seventh day where the guy has is able to do it himself, that's when it works. Because going to a mikvah is something you could do yourself. You don't need anyone's help to do it. And therefore, if I only said that, even, even if the Mishnah was talking about the guy who didn't go to the mikvah, since it's up to you to go to the mikvah, it's, it's, we still have progressive chidushim. The first one is when it's up to you. Seventh day is when it's up to you. And the eighth day is when it's not up to you. You need other people's help. Let's see inside. You can't bring your own korban. Maybe the Quran will mess it up. Kamash runs. So the Mishnah could be talking. 
and therefore we don't know for sure that the Mishnah is talking about a case where a guy went to the mikveh. We're claiming it, but not necessarily is it true. Okay, let's go a little further. Um, um, what? I know. Yeah, okay, it's a little tight. Okay. Let's try. And the Zava, we shecht for her. Tani Tana Kameder of Adabar Ava. The, the Brighta made, mentioned the following Brighta in front of Adabar Ava. We said, Azava, we shecht for her on, the, on her seventh day. Amar Lei told him, Zava Bishvi'ishila mi Chazia. Is a Zava fit to bring a Korban Pesach on the seventh day? Of course not. Even according to the one who says that you could do tamer sheretz, hani mili tamer sheretz, the chazilutok who's good at night, ha admachal demati kapara lo chazia. But a zava who needs to bring a carbon the next day, she's not good. She shouldn't be able to do it on the seventh day. Which means a zava on the seventh day, she, since, since she needs to bring a carbon, she should be like tamer sheretz. She's, she's worse than Tamesh Eretz. Tamesh Eretz at night becomes good. A Zava needs to go nighttime and needs to get a carbon the next day. Mara says, Ema Bishmini, change the Zava and say it should mean on the eighth day we'll include her, not the, not the seventh day. Mara says, well, the eighth day, Pshita, of course. Maudim, I would have thunk. Kevin, the Mechasa Kabra law, since she didn't bring a carbon, you can't bring it for her. Kamash Malan, Kidr Shamia. We learn like Rav Shama that we know that once you give it to the Kohanim, they always do it. And therefore, we're talking about a case where Zava gave her Korban to the Kohanim. And therefore, the Chidush of Mishnah is that we can rely on the Kohanim to take care of their thing. So it's not Pshita. That is one way to learn it. Ravina Amar, Nida Tana Kameh. We're talking about Nida. Vahanida Shokhtina Bishvi'i. The Brighter was talking about a case not of a Zava. A nida. Now, nida doesn't have to bring a carbon, and therefore, there's no problem. Right? The whole problem with Zava was that she has to bring a carbon on, on the eighth day, and therefore, what do you mean? She still has to do something. According to the, this way of learning it, we're, talk, we're not talking about a Zava, we're talking about nida. And therefore, you can do it on the seventh day. Can you bring, can a nida, is nida fit on the, on, the, on the seventh day? Even according to the one who says you could use a shet you're allowed to include in the carbon Pesach. That's the Chazi Urta because he's fit at night. Nida le Urta deshvi who the tavla. Nida could only go to the mikveh on the night of the seventh day. She's not allowed to go to the mikveh beforehand, and therefore she needs a mikveh. Needs the mikveh eyes, mm-hmm. right? Until the setting of the sun on the eighth day, she's not fit. Ela ema bishmini. Change it to the to the eighth day. Moses says, oh, it's the eighth day. Pshita. By a zava who still needs a carbon, you can shecht on her on the eighth day. A, a woman who's an ida, who doesn't need a carbon, of course you can use her on the eighth day. That would be obvious. If a zava who needs a carbon you could do, of course you could do an ida who doesn't need a carbon. An ida on the eighth day is as good as zava. More no. More we come and teach you that you can't do it on the seventh day. Anyone who needs a tevila, if they dip during the day, 
it works. Right? A regular, anyone who needs a tivila on the seventh day, you could dip on Yom Kippur itself. Nida balayla. But Nida and Yulayla could dip at night. Right? Why? Because Nida and Yuledet, they're not allowed to dip until after night on the seventh day. And therefore, they can't go before Kippur. Right? Hold on. Let me clarify this. They could do it on the night of Kippur. That, why? Because they're not allowed to do it beforehand. So you see that Nida can't go to Mikvah until after the seventh day. So therefore, of course, you can't you do the food till that night. So you would have thought otherwise you can't do it. The time you learned in the Brita, Yachot, Yetovel, Mebodyom, you might think that Nida could go to the Mikveh during the day of the seventh day. Tamud Omar, Shivatim Tebi Nida. Seven days she has to be Nida. Tebi Da, I'd call Shivat, means all seven days she can't go to the Mikveh. Therefore, you might have thought that Nida was worse. That's why we need both cases. And Yoledit has a Hekesh to Nida, and that's why Yoledit also. Cannot go to, to the mikveh till the seventh day. So the rule is that in general, people could go to the mikveh before they finish their kapara, with the exception of two ladies, Anida and Yoledet, who need to wait till it's all over. And therefore, I wouldn't have known Anida automatically because since she has to wait till later, you would not have known that she could be used on the seventh day. And that's why we mentioned Anida in the Brita. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.